Hey, welcome everybody to the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Before I get to our Mick Foley plug of all the shows that you can find here on our network, I'll pop Quiznos for you. This weekend we had a rookie win at Kentucky. Can you name me the last time a rookie has won a full NASCAR race? Not a rain-shortened or weather-affected race, but a full race that has gone the advertised distance. The answer might surprise you. Alright, welcome here to the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Hopefully you are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google iHeartRadio, Podbean, whatever source you listen to. Hopefully you are continuing to listen to this and all the other fine shows on CKCC's family of programs that you're checking out the race podcast, which is obviously this one, along with the Club Cafe Wrestle Talk with Chris and Dan, and their other show, The Stupid Sexy Podcast, where they talk about every Simpsons episode ever. It's well over 700 episodes, so those guys got a lot of work to do. Uh, there is also Jeff Trelowitz with his two shows. Oh, I need a cup of coffee before I can get to Real Paranormal Talk and Ranky Tracks. Uh, there's also Motivational Moves with another noted author, as Jeff is a noted author on Amazon, Adrian Cotton, uh, with his AWOs, Big Time Players, and his new release of AWO. Cheap plug for you, Adrian. There's also the Board to Death Bingecast, J Bunny's Music Hub, United We Fan, and many more. So check them out on CKCC Radio on all those podcasting platforms. Anyway, we got a lot of racing to talk about. We have drivers winning their first races this weekend at Kentucky. We have a doubleheader at Road America. We have news about the SRX. What the hell that is? and why it's going to be awesome. We also have news on Jimmy Johnson, a follow-up to his COVID test, uh, which caused him to miss the Brickyard 400. We have a bunch of odd stuff. That might be pretty interesting to some people. We've got a whole bunch of news to talk about. All-Star Race and whatnot. But let's get to the races. Uh, first off, we had a doubleheader in the IndyCar Series. Which saw Chip Ganassi Racing sweep the weekend. First with Scott Dixon picking up the win on Saturday for his third race in a row. And while Dixon would win three in a row, he would be denied a fourth straight as teammate Felix Rosenquist picks up his first career win. And 
Dixon is currently the point leader with, I believe it was Colton Herta in second. Don't quote me on that. But we're getting closer and closer to August and the return of the Indianapolis 500. So we're going to see a lot more interest going back into IndyCar. Obviously, we had double-digit numbers, um, improvement uh, for the IndyCar NASCAR Xfinity doubleheader uh, at the road course. So it's going to be very interesting with IndyCar going back and trying to duplicate those numbers, which I'm sure they will, because it's the Indianapolis friggin' 500. But we'll see. There, there's still a lot of fluidity uh, with the IndyCar schedule between now and the race. I'll be honest, I don't even know because there's so much fluidity as there is with NASCAR uh, with their schedule. You know, as as I talked about last week with uh, Watkins Glen being moved to the road course at Daytona and some other tracks being moved around, there was also a hint that there may not be a race at Texas this coming weekend, which has been shot down, but there will be a race at Texas. But first, we got to get through Kentucky and the All-Star Race at Bristol. Uh, first up, this weekend at Kentucky, we had a full, full smorgasbord of racing. As on Friday, the Xfinity race saw Austin Sindrick pick up his first oval win in the Xfinity series in a race that was punctuated with punches post-race between Noah Gregson and Harrison Burton. That left Burton with a shiner. And Saturday, we had the ARCA race, the Xfinity race, and the truck race uh, with ARCA Ty Gibbs, the son, the grandson of Joe Gibbs, former Washington football racing coach. That came out all wrong. Uh, Washington football head coach. I still don't know what to call the team, so we'll just call him Washington football. The whole name change thing is really screwing me up. So, anyway, he picks up the win in the Arca Series. It's his second win of the season. Uh, kid, despite the name, is heavily talented. Then we go on to the Xfinity series, which saw Austin Sindrick double down and pick up his second win of the season, both of them this past weekend, and put his name out there as a challenger to Chase Briscoe for the Xfinity uh, series title this year and on Sunday a race that saw a lot of twists and turns with Cole Custer 
Whoever had Cole Custer to win their first race out of the big three, you win the jackpot as he hits pay dirt at Kentucky, picks up his first career win, and in a race that saw Stuart Haas Racing's Eric Amarola dominate early on, but be relegated to a top 20 finish. Uh, the same for Jimmy Johnson, who was creeping up late in the race, uh, looking at breaking his 111 race winless streak before getting dumped on a late race restart with Brad Keselowski. And I know there's differing opinions between the two on what had happened. So that's something to look forward to going into the All-Star race. Will there be payback? Or will things just settle down and cool down uh, prior to Wednesday's no-holds-barred shootout at Bristol. We had Kevin Harvick, who was up there very, very late in the race uh, after overcoming handling issues early on and had a shot to win before being shuffled back. But Cole Custer, teammate to Harvick and Amarola, picks up the W and probably... I'd say the least likely of the big three from last year's Xfinity Series to pick up the win uh, as it looked like Tyler Reddick would be the first one to do that. But now that clinches Cole Custer not only into the All-Star Race this weekend straight in without having to go through the, the open and the fan vote but it also puts him into the chase. He is the first rookie locked into the chase. So this race saw, uh, I want to say Martin Truex Jr. finished second. I'm trying to remember. But I know Matt D. Benedetto, Matty D, finished third. Another great run for him in that 21 car. He's getting closer and closer to his first win and the first and the hundredth win for the Wood Brothers, the uh, the famed uh, number twenty-one Ford. So, speaking of the All Star Race, we got that coming up Wednesday. We had the fan vote, and the fan vote currently sees. Bubba Wallace as the top vote-getter with Clint Boyer in second. Now, normally I don't give out my votes on who I voted for for the fan vote for the All-Star Race. There were plenty of candidates. You know, William Byron, Matty D, Boyer, Bubba Wallace. But I voted for a driver who I thought has been doing well this season in doing better than expected in his equipment, and that is another rookie, and that's John Hunter Nemechek. And the reason why I voted for him is pretty simple. When you look at it, Bubba Wallace raced his way in last year into the All-Star Race uh, with a win in the, the sprint, the second half of the open shootout. 
Boyer's got a strong car and can win the can win the open. And the same with William Byron and Matty D. So I decided to go for someone who would not only has run well all season, but probably would not be able to race their way in for that multi-million dollar check and bragging rights. So I chose John Hunter. He's been doing a great, he's been doing very admirable with the equipment that he's given as Front Row Motorsports, despite the name, is not really a strong team. So, a little boost for him there. And, speaking of the All-Star Race, we've got some noted, noted changes just for this week. Um, some that I like, some that I'm not a fan of. Uh, first being obviously the numbers move back on the cars towards the rear tire to open up sponsorship on the sides. I know this is an idea that had been kicked around with ASA and more recently been tried in the K&N series in the East and not so much the West but more the East series and um hit or miss on it. It looks good on some cars. I will say it looks great on Ryan Priest's number 37 car uh, which he's running the Energizer Batteries paint scheme on. Looks great on that. Others, not so much. Um, not particularly fond of it on uh, Kevin Harvick's car. I believe it lets up too much space as Harvick is trying to advertise the new Bush Beer apple flavor. Uh, which, if it tastes like Red's Apple Ale, might be good, or Angry Orchard, it might be good, but I'm kind of skeptical when it comes to flavored beers like that. But, nonetheless, not a fan, not a fan of that all-star car. He will be running the same paint scheme with the number put back in the normal place at Texas. Looks much better. If you look at them side by side, you'll agree that the much better. Anyway, that won't be the only change as there are glow lights. I almost said grow lights, but glow lights underneath the cars that are, from my understanding, will be based on manufacturer like Chevy with an amber, Ford with a blue. Toyota with whatever the hell Toyota's color represents. And there will be further the burnouts at the end of those, at the end of the shootout, whoever wins, oh, at the end of the all-star race, whoever wins, you know, and they do their traditional burnout, the lights will come on. It, it's, it's, a, it's a novelty. I'm not a fan of it. But we'll see how it looks during the all-star race. So I'm not going to crap all over it right now. But it's something worth, you know, they've got they got room to play, uh, especially this year with the All-Star Race. So we'll just have a wait and see. Uh, moving on, the big news 
the big news coming out is that there is a new stock car circuit in town coming in 2021 and if you have CBS Sports or CBS All Access hopefully we'll be on some broadcast uh, some broadcast channels on the CBS network the stock car racing experience or the SRX is coming to you and the SRX it's it's a brand new series and normally whenever they they start these new series I'm very skeptical but this has got the backing of two big names behind it and that is Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart two former NASCAR competitors uh, Stewart a former driver Hall of Famer and part owner of said Stewart Haas Racing that we were just discussing a moment ago and Ray Evernham crew chief many time champion crew chief with Jeff Gordon and also a former owner of Evernham Racing uh, they have partnered with uh, George Pine who is a former NASCAR executive and the Montag uh, group which is a um, I want to say a, a marketing, a driver and marketing firm. And they are basically, basically reinventing the wheel um, and creating a series that is going to be pretty much like the old IROC series, the International Race of Champions, which saw various champions from different forms of motorsports racing in a four race series to determine a champion determine it's like the best of the best um, they are pretty much harboring back to that and this series it's going to be a six race short track series to air in primetime on CBS and it in what appears to be midweeks and middle of the week and Saturday nights and they um, It's going to be a series where all the cars will be identically prepared and set up, much like the old IROC series. Uh, drivers will have crew chiefs that will change every race, so nobody has an advantage. And the cars will be set up so it's more the driver than the, than the car doing the work. So it pretty much will be reinventing the wheel as I said with the IROC series which I thought was very fun very awesome to see and they're looking at drivers who are both retired and semi-retired uh, Evernham has actually gone on to say that he's got a dream list of drivers who he would like to get like Scott Dixon Tony Kanon Jimmy Johnson Jeff Gordon Juan Pablo Montoya and Paul Tracy were just some that he has named. And the series is going to take uh, take place on smaller short tracks. 
Um, he's listed. Everingham has gone on the list, I should say. Uh, just a couple of tracks, and I think this would be great, especially two of these on here. Uh, Stafford Motor Speedway, home of uh, pretty much the home of the Modifieds, in my opinion. Uh, track that's owned by the Arut family. Maybe you've heard of the name Jack Arut, the former uh, racing commentator. Well, his track is pretty damn famous. And so is Five Fag. Five. Five. Sorry for the speech impediment there. Five Flags Speedway. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, home of the Snowball Derby. Along with New Smyrna, which the K&N series opens its, seri its season on down there in Florida. Just outside the shadow of Daytona. Uh, Knoxville Speedway, the Dirt Trek, and Terre Haute. In both of those dirt tracks and Eldora. Alright, I'm psyched to see if, especially if they get Stafford Speedway and Eldora. I think Tony Stewart's done such a great job with running Eldora, uh, and I think that this could be huge. And especially if they get not only drivers from NASCAR, but IndyCar, and certainly the world of dirt. I'd love to see, you know, a Danny Lasowski or a Kyle Larson. That would be great for Kyle Larson to make his return to stock car racing. Drivers like that competing against, you know, a Jimmy Johnson or a Jeff Gordon. Jimmy said, you know, he's done racing full-time. This... This would maybe be great for him, maybe right up his wheel well, maybe get Jeff Gordon out of the house, out of the uh, the Fox booth, you know, get him back in a car. You know, this would be right in the wheel well for some of the current drivers, like a uh, Clint Boyer or a, um, maybe somebody young, just trying to get, just trying to get their teeth sunk in, like a Jeb Burton or anything I think that this would be great especially if you could get the best of the best which I know it's may right off the bat but it's going to you know it may take a while before it fully grows into the IROC series uh, they are working on getting some tire manufacturers you know may not necessarily be a Goodyear or a Firestone. You know, hopefully we'll see Hoosier. Uh, because I really, I really like what they put out on the track, especially in the Arca series. I think that they were a better tire. Uh, and they're a smaller company, too. So I think with something like that, they really get, really get their footing uh, back into racing since they've left the Arca series. Also, the cars are going to be unbranded, so there's not going to be a brand like a Chevy or a Ford or whatever. They are going to go unbranded, kind of like how uh, I rocked in the last couple of years uh, after Pontiac had folded. Uh, they still continued to run a Firebird, 
that had no factory support from General Motors and it became their little play toy and they were able to tweak around with it a little bit. So I think this is huge. I am looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of months we'll hear more names, more We'll have some stuff set in stone, but I like the way that this is heading, you know, especially with Tony Stewart. He has experience. He has he has his own, um, not only does he have his own teams and own Eldora, but he also has experience as being a promoter uh, with a series as he is the sole owner of the all-star racing circuit on, on the dirt tracks. And Ray Evernham, who prior to Jeff Gordon was actually working for IROC in preparing those cars and setting them up so he knows uh, definitely what the technical side is and all that and you have George Pine who's and the Montag group who are doing all the business stuff I think that this is a good setup for a good series and hopefully a long lasting series and I am psyched for it and definitely if they were able to get this series in 2021 co-align with the trucks at Eldora I would be in heaven I've I've seen what the IROC series can do uh, I have actually got to experience an IROC race in my life and that was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool seeing the different racing disciplines involved in it we had the indie cars we had the the nascar guys so we got all that we also got uh an update on jimmy johnson as he did race this weekend apparently he took two tests after the race both of them had come out negative and he was cleared by a doctor raced this weekend uh, his family is all tested negative as well so you know it has to be speculated that he either got a false positive or was already on the tail end of this so we also got uh, an update on Justin Allgaier, the driver who actually filled in for Jimmy Johnson as he was taken to the hospital after the race Friday night with a hard wreck with Ronnie Bassett. And he was treated and released at the hospital and it had nothing to do with injuries or anything during the wreck. Apparently, while at the infield care center, there was some concern over his heart rate, so he was checked out at the hospital, cleared to be fine, and was able to race in Saturday's race. So a little scare there, but yeah, so anyway, and that pretty much wraps up this weekend. I didn't want to dwell on some of the other 
news, I think all we got is like a little announcement saying that uh, Cash App will be a five race primary sponsor for Richard Petty Motorsports. And it's going to be a multi-year deal. Well, there'll be a five-race sponsor. And it starts this weekend at Texas. So that that's that's good to see. Obviously. You know, with Bubba finding himself on either side of the issue of um, the whole the whole thing um, with current events. You know, it's good to see all these sponsors stepping up. So, anyway, we got a, we got a question to answer. And I guess that at the beginning of the show, uh, prior to Cole Custer winning this weekend at Kentucky, who was the last driver to win a cup race that has gone the full advertised distance and that was going all the way back to 2007 and in 2007 it was none other than Juan Pablo Montoya Juan Pablo who picked up the win at Sonoma Pick, you know, beat out teammate Jamie McMurray. Well, not quite teammate Jamie McMurray, but later on teammate Jamie McMurray. Uh, when McMurray ran out of gas, uh, Joey Logano's win at New Hampshire in 2009 was rain shortened, and Chris Busher's win. In 2016 at Pocono was the infamous fog out where the track was fogged out to the point where drivers could not drive and due to strategy Busher was in the right spot when the red flag dropped so him and Justin Haley just last year won a rain-shortened Coke, uh, not Coke, Coke Zero Sugar 400. He won the the July race at Daytona by just happening to stay out at the right time. So, you've got to go all the way back to JPM, uh, the same JPM uh, who the two-time Indy 500 winner and Formula One winner picking up his first win and it's a shame thinking about it now but that's one guy who I expected to win a lot more in IndyCar or NASCAR but just he was close but I think he ran better than his equipment would let him but just never was able to nail down a oval win so well, that's that for this week. Uh, tune in next week where we talk about Texas and the All-Star Race. I'm sure there's going to be some hurt feelings. Maybe some more punches thrown. Uh, but who knows. I'm Matt Hardman. This is the Race Nerd Podcast. And 
even though it's COVID, I'll see you at the track.